1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hans and Scotty, thanks for making this part of your day. Live here at Larry H. Miller Used Car Supermarket. Big green building just off the 106 South exit. Love what this staff has done and how they've developed this crew and what they've got rolling down there at BYU. Uh, assistant coach Cody Feger, kind enough to join us. Coach, how are you? Hey, Coach. Hey, guys. I'm uh, doing great. Doing great. Everything's going well after a big win. Yeah, no doubt. Life's pretty good when you beat Gonzaga at home. Uh, talk us through the emotions of sitting on the bench and uh, and coaching that team through a game like that because that place was hopping. The crowd was into it. I got to imagine that's uh, that's a memory you're going to be holding on to for a while. Yeah. These were incredible. Two hours before the game, they come flying down to their seats. And, uh, oh, man, it was, it was an incredible atmosphere. Um, the seniors were were absolutely incredible. You know, we can go down the line on all those guys who played so well. Zach Salius, TJ Hawes, Jake, and Yoli, all, all those guys. Um, Dalton Nixon actually got in for a couple seconds there at the end. Um, but, no, it was an incredible game. It was it was an electric atmosphere. I want to I want to pay a little bit of attention to Yoli Childs. Uh, we talked uh, at length about this game with Tim Lacombe yesterday, and spent a lot of time on Hawes and talked about Tulsa. But I want to talk a lot about Yoli Childs coaching the difference he's made sitting through that suspension, jumping onto the court, and forcing some attention. How much difference does he make when he's on the court with this team? Oh, it's it's it's, it's incredible what that what that kid can do. Um, so, you know, Yoli Childs, you know, he's spending the first nine games, and we're playing in Maui. We're playing against Virginia Tech. I think we end up with, like, 20-some assists, and T.J. Hawes is great, and Jake Toulson's great. And the whole team played great. And Yoli's just like, man, I, 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 just, I just can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to step in and play. And, you know, that, like us winning that game against Virginia Tech and us playing so well in Maui, just gave us, you know, gave Yoli just such a huge feeling to be in part of this team and just being a huge, you know, asset where he just didn't want to, you know, ruin anything. He just wanted to keep this keep this train running and and he is such an incredible passer. He plays so unselfish and plays the right way and he can score on anybody down low and he can shoot it from three. Man, he, he he's a special player. You know, it's interesting you you, you bring up that point because it, you could see a guy having to sit out some games and saying, all right. I'm I'm uh, I'm behind schedule, so I got to go get mine, and I got to push some stats, and I gotta I gotta present myself better to the NBA, and really make my presence felt. But it sounds like he just said, "Look, I just want to help this team win. I just want to fit in, and I want to be a good teammate." Yeah, that's exactly right. That, that's all he wanted to do. It was it was incredible. Um, he just came every day and practiced really hard, and just gave his support to the team. And you know, say Jake or TJ or one of the guys was having a rough rough game for the first nine, and he kind of grab him and during halftime talk to him and he's just been incredible, a great leader and and just uh, pushing everyone to get better. So, coach, what's it been like uh, showing back up on BYU's campus after a couple of years away? I know you were uh, football basketball ops there for a long time under Dave Rose, and I know you worked with Majerus, did some work with the Jazz. But what it's what's it been like for you to show back up on campus and take over this team? Oh, it's it's been great. I mean. Um, you know, Coach Rose was, in, you know, I loved working for him. Um, he just kind of let you do your job, and, and uh, man, he, he was great. And then, you know, I worked with the Comb and, you know, Coach Pope and uh, and uh, Terry Nash over there beforehand. And, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a special place. BYU is really special. Um, 
it's it's you know it, it, I've, I've been lucky to work at all, all you know I've been at Utah State worked for Stu Morrill up there been at Utah worked for Coach Majerus and then at Utah Valley and um, you know all, all those plays have been and have been remarkable places. You know, it's interesting. You know, I, I do I do the games for Utah State, and so I travel and I see see some of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. The, those director of basketball operations, man, that's a thankless job, and it's a long, hard job. And you've done it at, at, at Utah and in Utah State and, and BYU. How does that? How did that job and, and some of the duties that went along with it help prepare you for what you're doing now? Sorry, <laughs> it, it cut for a second there. I'm so sorry. I, I didn't hear. No, no. All I heard was. Go ahead, sorry. You were uh, you were director of basketball ops for a lot of years at a lot of different schools. How did that help you prepare for what you're doing now? Because I see that's a long and 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 thankless job and doesn't get a lot of accolades. No, but you know I just loved I just loved being around it. You know I I love being around it and uh, I just learned so much and you know I just knew right when I I got my shot to do exactly what I wanted to do that I was going to go. I know exactly what I was going to do. I've been lucky to work for so many great guys, work with so many different people. I've worked with over 40 different assistant coaches, and I think it's about eight different head coaches now. And uh, it's just kind of given me a great, you know, sense of what to do and what I wanted to do when I got to, uh, you know, become an assistant coach. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of thankless stuff, but but you're put in so many different situations, you feel like you know how to handle just about everything. So, coaches, you guys have, have progressed in this season and got a gigantic win over Gonzaga, have Pepperdine to finish. Can you walk us through, if you don't mind, just sharing some of the team goals from this point on? I, I'm curious to know, what are some goals that you guys have set for the team and for this coaching staff? Yeah, and, and like, Coach Pope is just relentless on getting better every day. And so, it, you know, our goal hasn't just to beat Gonzaga – you know, our goal hasn't just to beat, you know, Houston at Houston. Our goal for a team all year long, and we talk about it every single day, is just getting better. You know, even though we played Montana Tech, our goal that day was just to get better at what we were doing. So so it hasn't just been like, you know, we're, we're, our goal is to make it to the NCAA tournament, our goal is this, our goal is that. Obviously, we really want to make it to the NCAA tournament, but our goal the whole time and, and what these seniors have realized and, and kind of push through and help to help everybody else on the team is just like, hey, we, we just want to get better every day, and that and everything else will take care of itself. BYU men's basketball coaches or assistant coach uh, Cody Feger kind enough to join us. Coach, was there a moment where you felt like things started to click? Was it the Houston game? Was there a moment this year where where you knew you had talent, but it all kind of came together from a chemistry standpoint and a and a confidence standpoint? Yeah, I would I would say it all kind of felt like it came together a little bit in Maui, you know. Um, I felt like the team all kind of came together. And then and then just to see, brought up earlier about Yoli Childs, just kind of like his expressions and his feel like, wow, this thing is special. I just want to be a part of this. I can't wait to jump in here. And Yoli was kind of like nervous on how do I fit it? Like, how can I help these guys? And then, and then you know, our, our just seniors just have just taken care of it, you know, like, like Coach Pope, it's, it's a senior-laden team, and and uh, Coach Pope, you know, you know, people are surprised and what he's doing and and all that stuff. I'm not surprised at all. You know, I've been working with him. This is our seventh year working together, and I, and I've seen it day in and day out with him. And and um, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, to 
no, sorry, I'm working for Coach Majerus. I, I must have listened to a million interviews with him, and he was kind of all over the place sometimes, and I, I get the same way. But, um, yeah, I, I would say it was just that Maui trip that, that I kind of felt like, wow, this, this team is going to be really special. You know, Coach, when I watched that game against Gonzaga, and when I've watched a lot of the games um, just throughout the year, I think kind of one underappreciated aspect of this roster is Alex Barcelo. And I want to know more about him, his recruitment, and how you guys went out and got him and and what kind of personality he is in the locker room and, in your opinion, what he means to this team. Great question. Um, Alex Barcelo, um, so we were – um, I think he, 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 he got on the transfer portal on June 23rd. So when we were at Utah Valley, we, we got to watch Alex play in, in AAU. And, man, we just we all felt, kind of fell in love with him. Me, Burge, you know, Coach Pope, and we all kind of like, wow, that, that guy is unbelievable. We were, we were there watching someone else. And at the time, and, wow, that, that kid's incredible. Um, and then, and then we played University of Arizona a couple of years ago when we were at Utah Valley, and and um, he got to play against us. But, but just just watch him play, and and you know, uh, I just we just started reaching out to him right away. Reaching out with people, his high school coach, his mom, everybody had a good feel for him, and and it came down to Austin Butler at the end of the day, and he decided to come to BYU, and you know, he, he's a non-member. He's a he's a kid that just shows up every single day and works his tail. Um, so in the preseason we do we do six a.m. and two p.m. We do two a days, and for every one of those two a days that started at six a.m., Alex Barcelo would show up at four thirty in the morning to get treatment, to get his body right, and then just to work on his stuff before we started practice. So the kid has just been an ultimate you know workhorse and. You know, when, when he became eligible and being able to play, everybody's just, like, was so excited. This is demeanor. You know, he's all about winning. Um, and, and that's been a huge step for our team. You know, say it's the best opposition guard, Alex is the first guy that wants to guard him. You know, he wants to make the big plays. He wants to take the big shots. And he just will do whatever it takes to win. So he's been a huge part to our success and, and, and brought a huge jump to our program. This time of year, the dog days of February, I'm sure everybody's kind of banged up and has some nicks and bruises. Is it advantageous to have one game in essentially two weeks, or would you, or do you guys kind of in a groove and you'd like to keep playing as many games as possible? Yeah, to tell you the truth, I I, I love games. You know, I, I wish we had about I wish we had about three this week. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I just love the games and taking these long breaks and having a couple more practices. Like you said, it's kind of the dog days. I, I, practice or these guys are getting better and still working hard at that and we're able to watch a ton of film right now and and really just uh, and hone in on our guys and just their their own player development right now and our team but but these these uh, couple weeks where it's just one game a week are are just a little bit slow <laughs> so i know the uh, director of basketball ops gets uh gets gets some heavy criticism sometimes so if a bus was late showing up to practice, who would make you more nervous, Stu Morrill or Rick Majerus? <laughs> uh, um, by far, I love Stu Morrill, and but it would be Coach Majerus, no, no question. No yeah, question. I would assume so. Um, I, uh, 
uh, I can give you a good one, a good story about Coach Coach Morrill. So we're playing at at uh, Denver. They're in our league, and the bus at the Denver airport is on the wrong side, and they're picking us up. It's it's on the east side. We're flew in on Delta. It's on the east side, but the the bus was on the wrong side. It's supposed to you know come to the west side or whatever. So you know, Coach Morrill is going off you know this is ridiculous delta is always on the west side it's got to be on the west side you know cody got to fix this or whatever and uh so it, it happens it's fine we figured out you know we're just like five minutes late come back after the denver game we fly back into <laughs> into salt lake city and we're 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 about to head back and we can't find coach morrill we're just waiting for him to get on the bus to, to, to go back after the game's, you know, over. And Coach Morrill, instead of going to tor- Terminal 2, he went to Terminal 1 accidentally where the bus was always at Terminal 2. <laughs> and he just said, like, it was just like one of those funny chuckle moments where he was he actually was, uh, he was laughing pretty hard about that just because he was creating such stink about the bus up in Denver that he did the same thing when he got back to Salt Lake City. <laughs> That's funny. Was, well, hey, congrats, congratulations on all your success. Keep it rolling, and uh, look forward to catching up again here soon. Thank you so much, Coach. Awesome. Hey, thank you, guys. Cody Feger, <laughs> assistant coach.